Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges, still in chapter 4, looking at verses 21 and 22 from the New King James Version. We are now at the culmination of um, the story of Jael, or Jael, the wife of Heber. And we're also at the point of the fulfillment of Deborah's prophecy. So let's listen to God's word. It reads, Oh, and a gore alert. Before I begin, this is a gore alert. <laughs> but let's read, listen to God's word. It reads, Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. And then as Barak, Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into her tent, there lay Sisera, dead with a peg in his temple. Again, Judges chapter 4, verses 21 through and 22 from the New King James Version, which gives it the title, Deborah. Commentary gives it a title, Deborah and Barak. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Judges chapter 4, verses 21 and 22 from the New King James Version. And this section talks about the fulfillment of Deborah's prophecy. She prophesied that, you know, Israel would win, but the um, victory wouldn't go into the hands of Barak but into the hands of a woman. And of course, as we were reading, we thought that she was speaking of herself because Barak would not go into war, into the battle without her. But we, got to, we just found out that the woman was actually Jael, the wife of Heber. She is the one who killed, who slew Sisera. Um, she went softly so that she didn't wake him up or alarm him and she drove the peg into his temple and uh, the commentary says the gory detail of this matter supports the idea that this was an eyewitness account Jael knew how to handle a tent peg because it was customarily the job of women to put up the tents so she struck the peg so hard 
that it went down into the ground. Jael pins Sisera's skull to the ground. So again, this is kind of gory just to think of it. And you have to realize and think, and you know, think that this is God's strength that she's able to do this. This is God giving her the power and the strength that she needs to carry this out. Because I'm sure, you know, each, every commentary that, well, the three that I use, uh, said that, you know, it probably wasn't forethought or foreknowledge or pre planned or premeditated. It's just God gave, you know, God put the opportunity was there and she took it but let me continue reading so uh, Cicero was Cicero was fast fast asleep because the milk and the warmth of the the blanket or the rug along with Cicero's undoubted um, exhaustion um, had the desired effect making him a prone target and of course this fulfills Deborah's words that a woman would do would get the glory for Sisera's death and not Barak even though he defeated the army of Jabin Sisera fled by foot and you know he came to the tent of um, Heber's wife and Heber's wife Jael uh, is the one who slew him it was a divine power that enabled her to do it and inspired her with a uh, more than manly courage. What if she, what if her hand uh, should shake and she should miss her blow? What if he should awake when she was attempting it? Or suppose some uh, of his attendants was following him. But remember the Bible said that, you know, not a man got away that except for Sisera. So nobody was there, you know, following him. And it's and uh, and so so if what if someone was following him and um, surprised her, you know, as she's doing this, how dearly would she and all her family be made to pay for that? Yet obtaining help from God and of God, she did it effectively. He that thought to destroy Israel with his iron chariots is himself destroyed with an iron nail. Thus the weak things of the world confound the mighty. See here Jael's glory and Sisera's shame. The great commander dies in his sleep, fast asleep and weary. It comes to reason uh, uh, why he stirred not. And makes uh, no resistance was because, again, you can't help but see God's hand, even in all the little details that um, J.L. did to prepare him, you know, to meet his last day on earth by the hand of a woman. And of course, this would add to his shame. The narrative gives no clue as to how Heber, J.L.'s husband, felt about all this. Jael um, probably transgressed several cultural norms, inviting a man into her tent and rendering hospitality. And, you know, we don't know if it was a pretext for murder. We just know that God just probably it was there. It was, you know, this needed to be done to save her people. And she thought of her people and the opportunity was there. And uh, Jabin, the, the king who had terrorized them, 
now had no general because Cicero was dead and God would give um, Israel victory and they would eventually have victory over all of um, over all of J- Jabin's hold on them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we again notice how you can make things that are weak extremely strong. Even a woman in her frailty is able to drive a, t- a tent peg through the head of a a sleeping man, general. And we know that Jabin, King Jabin, would fall from power. So the Kenites would not uh, have to worry about retaliation for killing the general of Jabin's army. So we thank you, Father, as we look at how little things just fall into place just because of your mighty hand and your mighty heart for your people. We thank you for that, Father. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. And Father, on yesterday, I inspired folks to start praying for themselves because I don't want to be redundant. But as you think of the things that you need, God, to to help you, you know, situations that where you need help, this is the time when you can ask God to uh, help and heal in ways that you need. God to help and heal. Only you know what your needs are. Father, of course, we're still praying for those that are going through conflicts. We're praying for those uh, with the uh, shooting in Buffalo. We know there are shootings in more places, but these are just prevalent in the news. We're praying for the, uh, the war between the Ukrainians and the Russians and wars and combats that we don't know about, but you know about God because you are God. And God, in all of our asking, we want to take time to also thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you even uh, for providing for us, for being our strong right arm when we need it. And we thank you for that, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.